0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Collective Podcast. This is going to be episode 194 with game developer and co-founder of Superb, Studio Superb. It's spelled S-U-P-Y-R-B, Andreas Gashka, who reached out to me about a couple months ago, three or four months ago, time flies. And he just reached out to me and said, hey, I got this game I'm developing uh, with a friend of mine. I think it would be really great to talk about, you know, what we've been doing, how we've been doing it, some of the, you know, the struggles, the trials and tribulations. And I thought, hey, I mean, I got to see some of his game. I thought, hey, it would be a really great place to come on the platform to share his story with you all. Because I know so many of you out there that reach out to me and we talk, it's, uh, we're all working on projects, passion projects, um, different things that we're all kind of developing or working on and it's always good to know that you're not alone in your struggles and i'm hoping that this podcast is a vessel for us all to learn and this episode is one of those it's really great uh andreas it really is very candid and open and talks openly about you know the ups and downs of the of the of the process and i hopefully i gave him some thoughts to things to think about and stuff so we have a really good back and forth about you know the process in which doing these things and finding your bliss and really being you know caught in the, the the flux of making work that you're very passionate about and and understanding what really makes you happy so there's a lot of really great things in this episode and I, I hope you you all take um you know some great feedback and some great thoughts from this and can and it can help you in some kind of way um so let's get into it this is going to be an awesome episode it's 194 everybody with Andreas Gashka. let's roll Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for reaching out um it's It's really cool. you know we get these random emails that happen um not everybody aligns um and timing and all that kind of stuff. but yeah, I appreciate you reaching out because we we have a commonality where we work in kind of a similar space. I wouldn't consider myself a motion designer per se, but we definitely use the same kind of programs and we're interested in obviously similar things and so and you reached out and shared your game and and what your interests and passions are I thought that was really cool yeah and so I appreciate first and foremost thanks for reaching out thanks for being here
1: yeah sure thank you uh, for making this possible and um, make me able to talk about my journey and how the game came uh, across
0: yeah absolutely mm. we're and we'll we'll get into that in a little bit too I also yeah. want to talk a little bit about like where you're at where you're located um, so people can kind of get a grasp of like you know who you are and wh- where you come from so where are you at now and and have you you know where did you grow up
1: well right now I'm uh, living in Hamburg it's in the north of uh, Germany and it's a nice beautiful city with a uh, lots of water and uh, I grew up in Mainz which is more in the south of uh, Germany next to Frankfurt and I think that's the similarity of uh, Hamburg and Mainz uh, in we have a big river as well and i think uh, i really like to go um to the to the river and watch on the big water and yeah um i was growing up in uh Mainz, and uh, i finished my school there and then it was a time before youtube and uh before <laughs> well no the internet was actually there but um it was not this um all Web 2.0 thing going on yet <laughs> yeah. and yeah and um like back in the school days, I was, uh, drawing a lot and I was playing a lot of computer games and stuff like that. And, um, then, uh, I, I knew that I want to do something artistic in my life. And, uh, yeah. Do you know I that from
0: it, like an early age? Did, did your parents, were your parents artistic as well? Or do they, su- they support your artistic endeavors?
1: Um, no, my parents ain't, uh, art- artists, um, my my, fa- my father he's a construction engineer, hmm. and my, my mother she studied something with electronics. I think
0: that's very German, very German.
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually, my my my, my parents uh, ain't uh, German. They they're not actually, German, huh? Yeah, they're immigrants from Poland. So oh, okay, it's um, well, close enough,
0: they, huh? Right next door. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's next door. And but I was I was born in Germany, and they they raised me as a German. And um, I was drawing. Since I'm thinking, actually, so um, and I was drawing pretty decent, and I always enjoyed drawing. I think it's a very, um, very nice um, way to express myself or to get lost in my thoughts,
0: yeah,
1: or to bring my thoughts to come alive, yeah, to bring alive. And um, well, I was pretty good in school. I was good in maths, and I liked physics and stuff. And I was like, and I like computers a lot. And I was inspired, I think, by the the games I was playing, and I wanted to learn how they did it. So, um,
0: what are some of those games? Can you remember some of the games that had a big impact on you growing up?
1: Well, I start, um, when I was really, uh, young, I had a, I had a Game Boy and was playing some stuff on, on the Game Boy, classic Game Boy. And I remember playing, um, the, the classic Zelda on the Super Nintendo at a friend's house stuff like that. And then I got my first computer and I think I was playing a lot of SimCity 2000 on it. Hmm. And later on I got into Quake and I was playing a lot of online, like (laughs) one on one, four versus four, stuff like that. And I think at this time I realized that there are like, um, level editors for it. And, uh, yes, I started to play around with level editors for Quake and created my first maps and because Quake had a modular
0: uh, system, right? Is that right? I can't remember if that was where it yeah, was. I, I yeah, only yeah. played it. I never. So yeah. basically what they would give to the users was like modular systems to build their own levels.
1: Um, well, I think I got the, the level editors from somewhere else. But yeah, it was a really open system. I think uh, they learned from Doom, which uh, already had this open system that people can mod it and alternate it and add yeah. levels to it and add different weapons and stuff. So yeah it was uh, it was both before 2000 and there was growing this obscure internet scene around a game and <laughs> people were sharing their levels and um, playing online and I really enjoyed it because I love I, that part.
0: That, yeah. I loved playing Doom and stuff like I was hugely addicted to the first Doom yeah <laughs> so good because I was like a Wolfenstein player and then I loved that and then I and went to Doom and I was like oh this is great and then Quake was Quake was crazy the frame rate was so fast. I remember too the response to, yeah, and they,
1: they, they, and they introduced this real 3d, um, kind of gameplay because, um, doom is basically a 2d map with like, um, extruded walls. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't, can't really look up and down yeah. and uh, quake in um, like in quake, you could uh, run over somebody or you can rocket jump to a higher level and stuff like that. Yes. It was pretty, pretty, pretty awesome.
0: It was, it was like, so, um, I mean, I, I'm, I think, I don't know. I feel like, and I could be totally wrong. I don't play games nearly as much as I used to it's just simply, and I'm sure you're probably the same way because we just get busy and wrapped up in our own things. (laughs) Like you're making your own game. And, but I remember like just, I remember there's certain times in life and maybe it's just a nostalgia thing, but it's like we're attached to a movement and you can really see a shift in the, in the, the, the the global sense of humanity and especially like games like these games kind of united in a weird way. They united a lot of people, I think um, with weird camaraderie in a violent way, obviously, but um, yeah, yeah it's like scratching that itch of violence with your mind, but then also getting out your creative itch as well, which is really interesting. And I think yeah, Quake we, and, and level systems like that are really cool.
1: Well, I think it's an interesting point that you, you, um, you, you talk about the violence because I, I remember when I was young, I didn't saw the violence. I, it, for me, it was like more like playing catching, in yes. a schoolyard or something you know yeah. it's uh, shooting rockets and yeah you have like the bloods and stuff but it, the blood is only to see that you hit somebody you know so it's, <laughs> it's, it's over to you basically yeah yeah you're saying with, and you re- respawn right away and um it's a really fast and um fast gameplay and because in real life once you're dead you're dead right there's um you don't have a counter going down or up uh, so i don't really um, see similarities from a game to real world so yeah it looks brutal it, it tries to shock sure but i think um yeah when you do a game like this you have to like sell it visually and i think that helps yeah for in the, in the first place well, but, that's your uh, entry right I and mean, then that's, that's yeah, how you get yeah.
0: into it and then from there yeah. then that's the mechanics that carries you throughout yeah. you know yeah. and it's all about good gameplay from there on out because once you hook a user then it's like how do you keep them there you know yeah and how do you keep them engaged and stuff so that's cool so your parents weren't like really creative but did they support
1: you like i mean creative um, in
0: quotes cuz i mean everybody i guess is creative in yeah, some capacity yeah. but like in the um, creative field i guess
1: yeah my parents uh they they this part of me strongly i mean they they um i had i had a good uh childhood and um with all of opportunities um so yeah, it was my, my decision to go and down that route and they were okay with that. So That's um, awesome. Yeah, you know, pretty well. Good.
0: I mean, think it's, it's so important because you're so vul- vulnerable and you talked about being artistic at a very early age. Yeah. And, and, and the way I look at it is that we're being artistic because we're trying to find another form to communicate with others. Because mm-hmm. it's a nonverbal, but it's a visual, it's kind of a verbal way, but it's a, it's a whole other level of communication. And I find that lots of really great creatives are usually introverts because they can't communicate to the normal way as we do with our <laughs> interface yeah. mechanism, our mouth, and you know, talking and stuff. But we're able to communicate through these pictures and words and movies, and, and we're able to get these like deep thoughts out via the formation of a film or a painting or a game, for example. In your in your in your um, opinion, where is the spectrum of games? And the overall spectrum of art and the history of art, you know, going all the way from a charcoal drawing um, to a painting to an art installation. Um, what are where are games at in your mind in regards to like you know the placement of of, of art and humanity, basically?
1: Well, that, that that's a big question. I think. I mean, um, I don't. I can't speak for all of the games, but they are actually um, games which I would resemble as art and. I think it's an expression of our time. I think every time period finds um, their own expression. And now we are able to do uh, like interactive games on digital devices. And that's why people try to express themselves in this kind of medium. And um, the, 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 the biggest strength, I think, of um, games is actually the interactivity. Uh, because when you read a book, um you have to follow this book basically and you create the images in your mind and when you watch a movie you see these images and it, it's really impacting you um strongly uh, on an emotional level but when you play a game the the, the 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 gameplay mechanics actually they can tell a story as well and i think that's the biggest strength of this uh, medium it's not um from my opinion it's not a, about the narration because i think the the way we narrate um, stories in games it's pretty similar to movies or books but yeah. actually the, the the gameplay as itself it can create a certain feeling or a mindset or a vibe in the recipient and um yeah i think that's the most interesting part for me actually
0: yeah 100 percent agree it's a really interesting art form really and i think it's in my mind i think it's kind of like like the culmination you know it's like the the summation of ultimate art i guess and i think i think using the term games it it, it kind of puts it in a place that it doesn't really belong in a sense it's almost like calling netflix tv it's not it's not it's (laughs) not tv anymore it's like and you can't call it like streaming because streaming you could that's like anything really anything on the net so it's it's like it's in its own category the new form of of games i think you know um, interactive, full immersion, basically like, and that's a higher level kind of, because there's different levels to it, I guess too. And yeah. different categories as well. And I think that's a very human uh, trait and, 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 uh, attributes where we're constantly analyzing the world around us and then trying to categorize it so that we can grasp it because there's just so much noise all over the place. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's getting
1: worse and worse with the with the noise. Actually, it's uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, How do you deal yeah. with the noise? Do you allow a lot of it in your in your mind? We're talking about you know social media and the internet itself.
1: I think uh, the best thing I did last year was quitting Instagram. Oh, cool! Like I think one and a half years ago in summer last year, I, I just I, I realized that I was addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was I was I was taking out this fucking phone and at every possible time and just open up this app and was like browsing through images from yeah. it, it's hard but from people I don't care really about I don't know really about and was, I was consuming so many images in such a quick time <laughs> and it doesn't really gave me anything but a bad feeling you know
0: yeah that's a great way so, of, it's great that you bring that up I totally agree yeah I
1: totally and agree. um And then um, I think um, I I, I found this this little statistics on the iPhone, which tells you how much um, of the battery you spend on which app.
0: Oh, really? What's the app called? Do you know?
1: I think it's somewhere in the settings. And I think now they have like a a new, with the latest update, they have like this um, statistics actually, which really shows you how much you use um, uh, which app. Interesting. But I was re- yeah, I was really shocked um, because like it was 50% Instagram really, you know, wow. yeah, yeah it was really really crazy and um, And I just saw this and was I was shocked and I, and then I just deleted the app and afterwards it Felt really good, you know, and <laughs> since then I really try to cu- um, cut down all the consumption of um, social media uh, for me so I only like log into Facebook like once a day just yeah. to check um uh, events basically I think um and some people you, you only reach over um Facebook, but actually it's not true yeah
0: um
1: yeah, and um like last last winter like a year ago, then i um <laughs> because i had I had a phase in my life where uh when I was on Facebook, I actually liked everything like every fucking page somebody like uh, gave to me hey like this like this like that, sure, it was like two thousand pages or something, you know <laughs> and and I was really, um, I didn't like the feed Facebook gave me, so I tried um, i tried this experiment. I sat down like a afternoon, and I un- unliked everything. Like I went like through these 2,000 pages, and then I wow. said, no, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the funny thing actually is, and it's, I think it's a bug in, in their software, I don't know what they're doing, but um, I only have like five pages like now but the counter is still over 100 something sure yeah it's It's, really weird yeah
0: no that's not weird it's all
1: designed (laughs) it's dark over there man yeah um i I was i was listening to another design podcast and they were interviewing a a guy who was working at google Mm -hmm. and i was um and he he told uh, he told the interviewer that at google as a designer you're rated by um, by de- coming up or designing features which keeps the users locked into the app. Sure. So ba- that, basically, that they don't want to let you go. They don't try to really design good interfaces, or <laughs> just yeah, they try. Or the, the metrics, the, the the metrics how, how their their performance is actually uh, evaluated is how long they keep the user locked into Google. Sure.
0: That makes sense. And that's kind of like games that we were talking about earlier too, you know, I mean, it's (laughs) it's the mechanism, right? It's the mechanism (laughs) of use, you know, and and the problem is all these companies and and people too, and and you, and we'll talk about your game as well as we all want people's attention because other people's attention is what equates our ability to live the life that we have in a sense, you know, it's like, and commerce is huge. And then data is huge and data itself is a huge commodity. Now it's beyond everything else. Data the usage and the sharing and the wealth of data is, is bigger it's huge and i could see that totally that totally makes sense but it's really good to see as a user to acknowledge that and then to not be a part of that if you can you yeah know? i'm really fascinated and i really appreciate your approach with the instagram thing because i think i am i'm as well and i think every year so like every year is a new thing or every two years is a new thing and when i first started doing art I was addicted to deviant arts. I was like really hooked yeah. on, I'd share my work there and I'd be like, oh wow, somebody's there. And and I think it's perfect because artists in general were very egotistical and were very uh, insecure for the most part. Yeah, That's why a lot of artists do like title sequences and stuff, you know, like yeah. for these, these talking events and stuff and I've done them myself. You do them basically for free and it's vanity and you're sharing your work and you're hoping yeah. to get other projects. And sometimes you yeah. do and sometimes you don't. But it's really great, it's a cool thing. But at the same time, you have to ask yourself, why am I doing the things that I'm doing, right? Yeah, am I, yeah. Am I making work for me or am I making it for people that I don't know and probably don't care about, unfortunately? But the thing is, the thing that I've realized, there's it's not... So you went extremes to extremes, which is kind of funny because I'm like that too. <laughs> I'll go like 100% or not at all. And, yeah. and so what I did with my social media is I decided that I don't like Twitter much because I feel it's very limited and I feel like there's a lot of noise and the design mm-hmm. is like a bad social experience. So mm-hmm. I, I've removed it from my phone. So I can only access it on the computer and I only check it maybe once a week, maybe. And I use, it's usually really good if I'm like, if I have a question about a part or a piece or something with a computer, I ask like all the people, I say, hey, what do you suggest here? Like I just bought a monitor and I yeah. got this like BenQ um, 4K, it's epic, I love it. And I wouldn't have known if I didn't ask my community, yeah. friends yeah. like, hey, what monitor should I get? And they all suggested really great suggestions and and I used that information and
1: made my life better, which is kind of what you want to do, right?
0: So I know that that's that's, what that tool is for, you know?
1: I mean, that's great that you found um, like a usage for this kind of social media (laughs) because when when I need something new or then I reach out actually to friends in real life or just pick up the phone and call them. That's great. Um, And and I do it like that. Um, I really never had like a good social experience I think on social media was yeah. always more like a feed because I never um, had the incentive to uh, share my life with other oh, okay. people because why should I do it and I'm, <laughs> it's, actually it's, it's I'm, I'm losing time when I pull out my phone and then I record a story for someone yeah. I mean it's just like um, showing off all the time and I don't think about it yeah I, I really I was I was joking at a party lately with a girl and um, I told her I really need a social media People or a guy or a girl who's taking care of me um, and like putting out my Personality or my artistry on all the social media stuff and remind me. Oh, it's uh, I don't know 10 o'clock in the morning Now you have to record your coffee and smile <laughs> to it and you know what I'm talking about, you know? Oh, yeah hundred percent. Yeah, I don't I don't think about doing all that stuff because I'm it's good. I don't know. I have so much other stuff to do and yes Yeah You're smart. Um, You're smarter,
0: and you found a better purpose for your life than sharing like um, insecurities and weird odd moments. It's just, you know what it is, really though. It's 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 a sign of humanity's. um, We're like we're all infants with the the digital age. We really are. The internet is so new to us. If you look at the spectrum of humanity, we've we've been around on the Earth for quite a long time. Not very long comparison to how big and long the Earth is but we've been on here for quite a long time. If you look at the spectrum in which internet was actually impacting a decent part of people, it's only been the past like two decades maybe. So that's yeah. a very, very small part of our human experience. Basically it's only I existed remember. for that. Like and I'm talking, the internet's been around yes for a long time. I'm talking about everybody being able to use it. And what I mean yeah. by everybody like thousands yeah. and thousands of people, the internet when it was actually, became a thing was really in like, I think in my mind was like mid to late nine eighties, late 80s is when it started to really kind of take hold. So I guess maybe 30 years, I guess a little but, over 30 but, years. But I
1: think like, like in the nineties it was still like a nerd thing or something. Yes, it was
0: a nerd thing. Cause it was and, and really now, And now everybody's
1: using it. Like everybody.
0: Yeah, of course so it's integrated easy. and now it's yeah. a part of our, it's a part of our ecosystem, but I totally agree with you. And I think the trick that I've been trying to find is, you have to ask yourself why are you using it, and then you have to be very honest with yourself. Like, am I using it because I'm insecure and I need feedback? Sometimes yeah. I am, and I realize that. Hey, when I make my art, sometimes I don't always make it for me. I make it for other people. It's like making food. You know, it's like I wouldn't want to just eat all my own meals alone. Yeah, I love like when I cook, like my favorite thing to do for people I care about is to share food and cooking. Yeah. The thing is, the internet has a lot of people that you don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it's really misleading because you think you know them, you know.
1: Yeah, thing that I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I think I'm really aware of that. It's good, a good thing for artists to be strong in that social media game yeah. to share a lot. Um, but I think it changed a little bit the art as well. Yes, because um, There's trends. It's, it's, it's trends, and it's so much about consumption. It's, yes. uh, it's really like about the, the, the shortest uh, time frame of an impression and then you scroll to the next thing. And, yeah. No, and no, nothing
0: think, has a lasting impact, really. Yeah. Like amazing and, work, you know. And, it, and the thing is it's so small and it's on your phone and it's like impersonal and it's lacking that kind of connection. And art is supposed mm-hmm. to have that connection. Not all art, you know. Some art is just designed to have a quick impact or something, you know like a gif or something GIFs are sometimes perfect and they're like a perfect example yeah. of what the internet is supposed to be
1: doing. Right. But, um, yeah. Well, and, and, and perhaps, perhaps coming old school in this way, but, um, um, I, I prefer just to look at one picture, but for, I don't know, a couple of minutes instead of scrolling, uh, through th- thousands of different images, you know, yeah. like really give uh, the, the art, art piece time to, like um, go into the details and look how it's composed and how it's alive and why why um, the creator created this image, you know, and if you're just like scrolling through it, you oh, it's a nice style, oh, it's a nice style, oh, I didn't saw that style, oh, that's similar to that style, you know, mm-hmm. you're, it's much more, um, you're deconstructing it much more from the technical or uh, intentional point of view, I think, like these quick images on the internet, but, but you don't really give uh, the images time to, um, yeah, tell their story. I guess.
0: Yeah, it's a huge problem. It really yeah. is um, because it's it, you're depriving yourself mainly. It's like when you when you have a bad thought about somebody or the internet or you uh, people that are a troll. I, I I heard it. I think it was Joe Rogan on his podcast. He had a really great point. He was saying that when people are on the internet and they're talking badly and hiding behind their ca- keyboard or their computer. What they're really doing is they're cheating themselves of life because what they're doing is they, they they're they're showing their love in the weirdest way, and they're also mm-hmm. they're they're spending time on things that don't matter, are negative, and will never resolve to anything good for them. And they're just mm-hmm. using these like these mechanisms to cause harm to themselves, almost, which is really interesting. And the same thing with consumption of of how we consume things online. The thing that's really great is I think we we're on to something really great in this conversation. The problem is actions, right? And how do you make those actions? Like Pinterest, for example, is another example of before Instagram and Pinterest, I still think is kind of strong and it's mainly really big for us artists, obviously, right? It's a great place to just get instant inspiration. But the problem is, is you, if you look at art from a general perspective on the internet, you can see that Pinterest has been deciding or helping infer what art becomes from the younger makers, you know, because it's, where they're getting all the resources, yeah. so you can see what the trends are. You know, yeah. it's like astronauts. You know, um, which is still great. And I'm not trying to remove anything from creatives. And a lot of my friends are make amazing work, and they're really inspired <laughs> yeah, by it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just it's, it's a trend. You know, it's something really important to notice. And when you were saying earlier, which is like when you observe art and you really take it in, it's like you have to sit and let it resonate. And I agree with you. I think it's just, I think there's a couple of things that are at the halt of like why this is happening. A lot of it's our consumption rate and how fast we have to turn things out. That's a big problem. And I also think it's just a matter of like our attention spans are getting worsened by the fact that we allow these applications to come through into our lives without knowing really what they're doing to us psychologically.
1: Yeah, I think um, um, you should check out all these um, tools and uh, feeds and then decide who you want to follow and why to follow who and what kind of information you want to get out of it. Because Twitter, for example, for me is the only thing I have uh, still on my phone because it's actually it's a news feed for me because it's a really nice mix of everything there. Um, it's, it's not a really, like, um, I don't care about so much about people to follow but more about, um, I don't know, blogs or... There are some bots who are posting images. So it's a nice mix of all kinds of interesting stuff. I know that people right now more and more use Instagram like that as well. But um, I really uh, like the way Twitter works. I don't know why it works so well for me. Perhaps it's not so crazily designed to keep me hooked like Instagram. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Sure. No, definitely. Because I I, I, I really... um, I really didn't like how uh, Instagram get got me caught like one a year ago, and I <laughs> see that I'm much more um, um, able to, yeah, keep down my Twitter consumption on the phone.
0: Interesting. It's, That's good yeah. though. I mean, the thing yeah. is, I think it's just it's it's really smart to be to equip yourself with the right tools so that because the biggest problem, the biggest crime against yourself, the the biggest issue I think for me at least is, is you only have so much time, you know. Like, we don't know, even beyond religion and science, we don't know if there's another part of life outside of the time when we pass away. So your biggest commodity here is literally the time that you have here. And the less time you're putting towards the things that you should be doing is is a freaking crime against you. You know, it really is an issue. That's the biggest problem here. And I think... That is, for me, has always been the biggest crime. Is and, and the thing is, oftentimes we just do it to ourselves because we don't re- realize it. It's like in America, we're big on television, you know, watching lots of television. I'm pretty sure everybody yeah. else is, but I know in America it's unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, Everything is yeah. unhealthy in America because we kind of go crazy,
1: you know. Like yeah. We. You we guys over- have televisions in every every room.
0: Oh yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, yeah. in my so you, house. Can,
1: yeah, in Germany we have like one television, like smart. in the living room. That's that's enough, you know.
0: That's smart, and I really yeah. love that. I appreciate that. And, and, you know, when I was in college, I didn't have one for a very long time, but I will say that I had a computer always. And I, on the computer I had movies, so it was just as bad, you know, it's just the way that we consume things. But in America, there's a lot of, um, I think it's the land of the lost, but at the same time, the land of the free, you know, so we're lost and free because we just do whatever. And it's just crazy. There's obesity and all these horrible and healthy things, but there's also brilliance that gets created. You get these amazing yeah, sure. you know we get these amazing companies and amazing people and things that are created here but it's also very interesting and you need to remove yourself from it when you look at it and observe it you know like is google a good thing is apple a good thing is ibm a good thing is microsoft a good thing you know like yes and no you know yeah and there's two sides to this and it's all about how you use it and i think that's at the end of the day it's like and i love how you've like i really appreciate that though and and i appreciate the you having the amount, the amount of like foresight to see that because it takes tremendous foresight i think to see that like hey i'm addicted to this i need to get off of it you know that's that's a hard thing to do you know
1: well i think uh, it was a time i was uh changing some some things in my in my life Mm. um and um because perhaps we can like move over to to how we how i came up with the game or um, how we created the game um because i think um yeah, b- before I came to Hamburg, um, I was uh, I was working here in, in Germany in the in the uh, local motion graphics industry as a freelancer, mm-hmm. and I was uh, traveling a lot around Germany. Basically, I saw all the bigger cities which have motion companies or post productions, and I was living out of a suitcase and doing uh, like on-site jobs for I don't know tr- trade show, car company stuff. Stuff I really don't care so much about because I don't have a car. And yeah, but um, in Germany, cars are big. So uh, all the motion houses, they produce content for cars. Yeah. So I was, I was traveling around um, Germany a lot. And I realized that I don't want to keep this going like that. Um, in Germany, once you know a little bit of Cinema 4D and After Effects, you, you are able to get these jobs
0: yeah <laughs> i know that because i have yeah. friends there in germany that's the same thing yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and um but I, I realized that i have to do a next step or something you know sure. so what so what what's what's the next uh step if you're a freelancer i think um either you you go into a big company and start working there but um i i think once you know um how how is it to be uh, like um um, a freelancer or like a entrepreneur kind of guy, you know, it, it, you're taking care of yourself Then the next step is like creating a company. So a friend of mine approached me and invited me uh, over to Berlin And there uh, we were working on a smart home app So it was like a jump for me from motion graphics to real Interface design and talking to programmers and stuff. Yeah, that's cool and there i I realized that um i'm able to talk to programmers and um to solve these uh, design um, problems we had with this uh, with this interface and i really enjoyed this kind of work because um it's not only about beautiful images and uh like cars and stuff but you really can make the life of people better when you present them or give them a good interface to use yeah and um
0: you do that so with that cars would, too but yeah i know what you're saying because you can make your people's lives better by interacting with a car or whatever it might be but i know what you're saying yeah yeah
1: i have a, I have a really special opinion i think about cars <laughs> i'm, I'd love to hear I'm you. Really looking forward i'm really looking forward to the day um that computers drive our cars yeah so, i agree
0: not all of fast. them though i want my sports cars still but yeah please take me yeah, yeah, i yeah. want to go yeah. take a nap I,
1: I, I, um, I like to drive fast as well you know yeah but
0: well um, you're german so you have to so yeah yeah it's important it's a part of the rules <laughs> but, there but
1: you, you have to you have to do it properly yes and on our, on our on our streets there are so many people who they can push the button or the the trigger down to go fast but they they don't know how to drive fast and they they threaten other people yeah and I, I really draw a line there you know i like to go 200 kilometers an hour on on an empty street yeah sure. that's that's really fine but i don't like people have like i don't know 10 meters distance where, at that speed behind my car you know but because it's just stupid and there are so many people out there who are doing this and i only um yeah look forward for the day that the computers take <laughs> take take over and and i think we have a much um a peace m- more peaceful um roads out there
0: yeah uh-huh. i i 100% agree i think that everybody should be having should like people that don't care about cars don't need to drive they don't care about that stuff just want to get to yeah. one point to the next man just get a shared vehicle autonomous shared vehicle 100% that needs to happen like 20 years ago i'm gonna the thing is i'm a huge car enthusiast i love cars i'm a big time fan of cars but yeah Yeah. i i agree i 100 agree because it's not for everybody and i like having my classic old car that's you know like has its own personality and it's wild and it's loud and it stinks and it's crazy i love that (laughs) i love that part of it because it's a it's a visceral experience it makes me feel alive you know yeah it's not for everybody not everybody wants that and if you're just going from one place to the next to work or something or if you want to take a nap you should be able to you
1: know i think um what what makes me feel alive is like going skiing Oh yeah, yeah. I, when, cool. when you're uh, yeah, when on top snowboard. on the uh, on the hit. yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to snowboard, but now I'm back on back on the skis because it's faster. Yeah, <laughs> you can <laughs> go faster. It's.
0: I tried to go yeah. as fast as a skier, guys. And I go really fast on snowboard, but the yeah. skis. I, there's something about the way that the the, the sp- space is dif- distributed, surface area. It's a little bit faster, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you have you have you have two rails basically. When 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 you're carving and one ski slips, you are still like on the other leg. And at, on a, on a snowboard, you only have like one uh, one rail. Yeah. So
0: Fine. I think,
1: uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I love that stuff too. But that's really that's like real true living, right? So yeah, so I, so I didn't mean to interrupt because I love that I love that you're going here because you went from cars and then you design, you started a a company because that's kind of the natural progression. And then you started falling in love with making interfaces, user interface design to make people's lives better. So they can interact with these things maybe less or more, or or quicker or faster or more efficiently. Um, That's really cool.
1: And then I think that this was like, Four years ago or five years, I don't really remember. And then I came across the um, uh, this indie gaming scene. Actually, ah, sorry,
0: how'd, how'd that come about? Movie um, or friend or?
1: Yeah, yeah, I watched this movie, like this uh, indie game, the movie thing. I love that movie. Some, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And uh, it was basically like, um, like back. I, I don't know, ten years ago, I made this little animation. Um, it's called B- Bomb Guy, and it's um, it's like a fake trailer for a game which already um, has a, like a 3d pixelated uh kind of look to it yeah um and a friend of mine he, who sent me um this link to this game it's called fast and it's like similar looking but much much better and it's actually a game mm-hmm. and then i played this game and really fall in love with this game and then i was researching and i was watching this um this documentation about um the guys who were making it and then i realized okay so technology evolved and now like small teams are able to do games like this yeah and then um and and then i looked into it how to become a part of it because um yeah to make to, to make the the circle here when i was 16 i was doing levels and for quake and this was my introduction to 3d and then i moved on to design and go, go, uh, went to to art school and then I found myself in the ad industry where I never wanted to go actually you know <laughs> yep Yep. isn't it crazy so, and
0: so many artists there, there's so many I bet you probably 90 percent of the people that are listening to this right now have that exact same story just different yeah. different avenues but it's weird isn't yeah. that weird it's like we we have this intention when we're younger and then we go through life and then life starts to put a box around us and we start to form like ideas of what we are and who we are and the things that we do and then all of a sudden before you know it you're like wait i don't want to be here this is yeah i hate being here and and then yeah i think it's a i think it's a real problem because it's almost like for me i try to avoid it by making constant checks on myself like mm-hmm. okay am i happy what am i doing you know because i remember listening to a good interview from todd mcfarland the guy that made Spawn. And he mm-hmm. said that every morning, if he woke up and he wasn't happy with his life, you would look right in the mirror and go, "Well, you're the guy that's responsible for this. So how yeah. are we going to change this?" You know. And I love that because it's like taking action and responsibility for your own actions. You know. And the cool thing is, is that there's a job and there's a place for everyone. I believe. You know, everybody can have the th- these different things. And the one thing that I found too is that if you're in a position and a job that you hate there's probably somebody that would rather have your job you know so you should get out of yeah. that and give them yeah. that job get out of that and then go do the thing that you should be doing because you owe it to them you owe it to the world and you owe it to yourself you know to make those actions it's a tough yeah. it's a tough choice to make though so i totally understand that so
1: and uh and you want to be good at your job right and oh, if you're doing things you don't really care about yeah then you won't give like uh The ninety percent you are supposed to give, right?
0: One hundred and ten percent. Ninety (laughs) percent. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. It's very true. And that's the that's the that's the special thing about it. And I think that once you can really um, dedicate the time to these things and really put in the time that things are necessary to do, then you can really fulfill the life in which you want to live. You know, which is really at the cross at at the 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 thing for me is always like time crime. So avoiding time crime or whatever, yeah. and then putting the time to doing the things that you should be doing. But so this is interesting. So you went all the way through there and I, and that's what's really cool to hear from you too. And this is why, and I'm glad we were speaking about this is because when you sent me your game, it reminded me because, and I was, it's cool to hear that that movie impacted you too, because it deeply impacted me too. Cause I love video games and I used to make my own games when I was younger. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, Oh, man, gotta make a game. And my friend Ryan Cashman and I made a really sick game. We made this cool game, had three levels, had a whole thing, and then we just got busy with life. Everything kind of yeah, got in yeah. the way because game making is way harder than anything. <laughs> it's yeah. The it's super crazy. hard. It's, it's
1: <laughs> yeah. It's super, it's super crazy. It's super crazy hard and it's so diverse. And that's yes. why, um, that's why I love it actually, yeah. because I, I tend always, uh, um, I, I gravitate to always to the hard things, I guess in life. It's good. Um, and because I want to challenge myself and I want to learn new things. Good for you. Um, and um, yeah, and it makes so, life good,
0: right? It makes life interesting. You have a lot of ups yeah, and downs; very dramatic.
1: Yeah, it it keeps me busy and it keeps me um, I don't know uh, looking for the next day. Yes. Because uh, if I if I'm stuck with and always doing the same thing, I think it can gets kind of boring.
0: Oh yeah, and, of course. Mm. People always say like, "Oh, I'm, I'm working to retire," or like, "I can't." When's the end? It's like, man, there is no end to yeah. this. The yeah. end is when you're done, and that means you're dead. You know every day you need to face a new adversity or like, what's the point, you know, cause there's no life. There's no, I don't know. That's my opinion, but there's like, that's the point of life. The point of life is to be challenged and work through those challenges. And oftentimes in myself, I'm very much uh, just as guilty of it as other people, but we run away from those challenges often without even knowing it, you know, which is a bummer. That's why I really appreciate what you've been doing because when we were talking about this, you mentioned that your game was a failure, but in my eyes it's a huge success because you design you decided to make it you know yeah and that is the deciding factor between good and great i think is like you went out there and did it did people resonate with it if they didn't then hey that's a part that you're going to learn later you know yeah but the fact that you did it is huge though that's massive i I, yeah
1: i I said it i I will uh, i say this like with uh, like um A happy eye and a sad eye, you know, on the the one side. um, It's disappointing when you put like two years of your life uh, into a game and nobody buys it. But on the other hand, um, we we both know, Johannes and I, we did this like, we were like a programmer and an artist slash designer guy working on this game. We had some friends helping out and some great musicians and sound designers. But uh, basically we were like two guys banging uh, our heads like 10 hours a day in this small (laughs) office. against each other and to create this awesome game and it's a really great game actually like the people who um who, who bought it um and, and they're playing it and they're loving it we all have really good um uh, ratings and um there's a metric or a KPI called retention rate and it's pretty good actually what we uh, have now um so it's a it's, it's it's a good game but it doesn't resonate with a lot of people actually uh, so could
0: just be um, that you didn't find the market for it you know and, and before we end this podcast, I want to make sure yeah. that people that are listening to this know where to get yeah. the game and where to play it and where to experience it as well. Because yeah, sure. doing yeah. things like this, reaching our audience and, and the collective podcast, all the listeners from this, you know, they're interested yeah. in this kind of stuff. Like, that's important to do that. It's, it's, it's you know, it's like why movies cost so much. Oftentimes, yeah. half of the budget goes into promoting it, you know. yeah, It's like, um, you know, that Studio A24 I think that's what they called. Uh, they do all like no, the new no. indie kind of films or A fifty two, A fifty two. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it's A fifty two, but they do like all the indie game, uh, indie films and stuff. Anyways, their low budget films basically like four to eight million is usually what their budgets mm-hmm. are. Half of that budget is put into decide like really sharply well put ads towards the market in which they think will work. Yeah, and so that way they 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 take half the budget of the film production. So it's $4 million to make the movie or whatever. And this is just what I've been hearing through people and friends and yeah. people that work with them. So I don't know if this is actual facts. I don't have the numbers, but yeah. it makes sense to me. But anyways, they're able to make these really great independent films by giving a young director that's not proven, can't get under Sony or like DreamWorks or any of these bigger yeah. companies, they get, they go, hey, that's a original story. We're going to give it to you for a low budget. You're going to make it. We're going to take half the budget. We're going to design it towards like Facebook ads, Instagram ads. And hit that target audience, get enough people to go there, return on yeah. investment. And that's how it works. But you see what I'm saying? The mechanism in which it works now is that they have to spend half of their fucking budget. Yeah. From what I understand, to propel enough people to go and be compelled enough to see it, you know? So what and, I'm and saying is your game might not be a failure. It actually could be a huge success. It could just be that the mechanism to get people to see it in this very dizzy, busy yeah. and dizzy space of internet. That could be the issue, really, you know? So, but I'm going well, back we, to what I said earlier, and sorry for cutting you yeah, off, we, but it's. That yeah, you, we,
1: we, we, um, we didn't design the game with this, like, marketing uh, imagery in mind. So, yes. um, now that I know that the game didn't sell very well, um, I completely see, or I think I see where the issues actually are. And right now, um, when I'm checking other games out, um, I look at their key images and try to, like, deconstruct them. Why are they? how they look and um why or how do they sell the idea of the game in these small images which create the attention right so the the first impression and do people gravitate to it or not and um yeah if you do kind of like a bigger production like a two-year journey in a game then you perhaps should first do your homework and um (laughs) and check out yeah what like try to hit the mainstream actually otherwise in one work
0: yeah, and I also and, think and, that it's really important not yeah. to necessarily make the work towards a particular audience. I think always, in my opinion, you should make the game that you want to play ultimately, or the yeah. experience. Or the, it's like the you, you want to make the meal that you know how to cook and that you love. Yeah, the problem is is that not everybody is going to love what you cook, and that's okay. Yeah, you know. But the thing is, there's so many people in this world, and I, from my, from what I'm just, I, I wouldn't, imma- I would imagine that you don't care to be a multi-millionaire. Or do you? Is it your goal to make multi-millions of dollars?
1: <laughs> no, no. I think actually uh, my motivation to create this game was I really wanted to finish a personal project. There you go. Um, which I can be um, proud of. Yeah. Because I haven't done this, I don't know, for a couple of years. And I started different projects and they started, but they never got really finished. Mm-hmm. And then when I was moving um, to Hamburg and decided to get in the gaming industry, Um, then I had this opportunity because I I met this super nice guy called Johannes and he's an awesome programmer and, um, we are completely different people, but there's, um, that's uh, the best collaborations right there. Yeah. It's a similar mindset and he's a, like a workaholic as I am (laughs) and he's a perfectionist as I am. So it was a really great base to build upon. And then we, um, we had this prototype of our input uh, design and we really liked it and, all the the art and the um the, the the backstory of the game emerged from from that then and and then it became like more like an artistic expression actually. That's awesome. So yeah, we we um, we didn't design the game to make us billionaires. I think perhaps oh, the go. next game we want to do we will <laughs> we will try to hit that. Sure. <laughs> because now I have like a checkmark, uh, an artistic game, and it's awesome and plays very well. But I think. Um, uh, to to cater to a big audience is um and do it well without sacrificing your um your taste or something i think that's a, another great um uh, thing to approach
0: yeah it's right? very difficult though from what i yeah, see Yeah, I, I
1: think that's that's um looking at um films or something yeah. uh, a, a film which can entertain me and give a um second layer and it's um stuff like that, and it's entertaining and fun and tragic and all these kind of layers, there are not that many movies who can do that, right? No, no, uh, it's a very small list. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's, um, if you if you aim for that, um, yeah, that's that's something great, I think. Yes,
0: I think it's, um, but I, I would, so I'm taking all the information, and in, so this is really great because it proves to me like, because I have similar experiences, and so you're saying that you went out and you're tired of doing other people's work and other projects that you weren't passionate about. So you went off and did an endeavor to finish a project, a passion project, and it took you two yeah. years because you thought it'd probably yeah. take you one year, but of course it doesn't. It always yeah, doubles six the months. time. <laughs> In Italy we thought oh yeah, that's it really bullshit. Six it's not possible. Yeah. yeah, If yeah. you For
1: think six months we throw away all the levels. Yes, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's but how. Now that's
0: a common tread for all of us. Everybody has listening. this probably either experienced it or in the middle of it right now, or have done it in the past. The thing is that you finished it. And I think that's the key reminder. And what you just told me is that your main goal was to do something passionate and to do it. So in my mind, it's like, it's an ultimate success because you hit your main goal. But the other idea is that you want to make a game that's successful. Sure. But you have, I think the key there that's really cautious. You have to be cautious of, in my opinion, is that that is very weird. The reason why is that you're putting your you're putting all of your your trust in a system that doesn't really exist in a sense. You know, that's why everybody's chasing all this data stuff because they're basically trying to put the the safe bet, you know. And the thing is, like I explained, like the the studio of the production company, but also all these other studios do the same thing. You know, but the thing is, they also have like Steven Spielberg. So people will yeah. go are they the you know that's why like um you know certain actors are certain certain films because the only rate like so like ghost in a shell, like I think the way that that worked is that they got that budget because Scarlett Johansson puts enough people in the seat to go see it because yeah. she has a fan base that's big enough yeah. to get a return on investment. There's a lot of different moving pieces there, but with a game, I think it's also very tricky, and you have to be on the right in the right time, the right place, you know, like um we've had a podcast. And I'm totally drawing a to blank because I'm having a little bit of sleep, but with Monument Valley. Um, yeah. And the guy that was designing that game, he's awesome. And I haven't talked to him yeah. in a bit, but he's awesome. And that game was really a phenomenon. You know, that was a big game yeah. for me at least. Yeah. Um, but I think they were perfectly timed. They, they timed yeah. it perfectly and they had a great game that was perfect on the actual experience on the iOS and just like the way that you played it. It felt very much like it lived in that space. So yeah. it was designed in a way to be really great for that. So,
1: And it was very beautiful. and oh yeah. it, uh, Great but, gameplay. But the look, yeah, and, and and the look. Um, yeah, it has a really nice idea with all these um, perspective twists to it. Yes. So it was really interesting. But the gameplay and the visuals, they catered a big audience as well, I think. So yes. they're really well made. Don't get me wrong. And I think it was like the start of all the flat design. So they were right on time yes. as well. Because nowadays, yeah you uh, come up with a game like that nobody will really care about that anymore because it's such a common look but back in the days when they came out with the first game it was really awesome and i loved it a lot yes um, and i yeah ken
0: wong is ken wong is who i was talking about ken is awesome and they did an amazing job it was great and i think it's just a testament to how that works you know it's like so that was a game i think that really kind of it was it's heavily inspired by like journey you know um, yeah or games like that you know like beautiful yeah. kind of immersive or really beautiful but this is like an isolated little puzzle that you can play so it's like a hit yeah. of perfect niche you know which is great um but there, you could tell there i think it's like with anything if you can at least for me like when i hear like a pop song i know they're lying to me because i could feel all the layers of cheating you know <laughs> like i could go like oh you're yeah. using all these yeah. notes and, and your notes yeah. are so disingenuous that i feel yeah. I i feel like you're not singing from you You know, you're singing from a place of, um, I heard this once and I want to, I want like, I I heard, um, you know, like Mariah Carey is seeing this note or something. I want to sing that or it's, it's, it's not coming because those people, when they were really singing, they were saying like, my heart is broken or I lost my kid or my husband left me or my wife left me. And they're coming from a place of pure, genuine, honest human experience. And when you're not, I think it's a huge problem because it's like that's disingenuine, you know, and then I think the art suffers from that. So I think it also I looked at like I watched a lot of documentaries on like the game Doom because I was really fascinated with Doom itself, too, because in my mind, Doom had a huge, uh, huge impact on me as a kid. Yeah. And I was like, man, how did this get made? And I watched all these documentaries and like little like uh, things on like the programmers and stuff. And I was like, this is so fascinating. But I think they just made the game that they wanted to make, you know?
1: Yes. yes and they yeah. were perfectly posed to they, they had to this rock attitude, I think, back in the days. Yes. I mean, that the, 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 the space or the gaming world wasn't that crowded, and they were super talented. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the right people at the right time together with the right, um, um, a right concept. And the way they sold the game was pretty uh, clever as well, because they gave away the first episode for free. Yeah. It was like a shareware thing, and then it spread out, and then people wrote uh, cards to them and ordered the other two episodes. So exactly. I think it—it it was basically the—the the idea of free to play, which you have now as well on, uh, on the. It's already that's why been Fortnite is so big, right? Yes,
0: it's a hundred yeah. percent. Basically, all these people are using the same thing that's been happening for a long yeah. time and it's not, it's, it's, it's like, it's new, but it's the same, you know? Yeah. Um, which is great. Like, because certain things just work, you know, it's like a male and a female, the way our bodies are formed, we fit together well, you know, like it's it's through the, through the dawn of time. That's just kind of how it works. Or there's like this whole thing with the binary and all that social media. I don't know. I'm hopefully I'm not offending anybody, but everybody has their own take on that stuff. But anyways, like the idea that things just work the way they do because certain things just simply work that way, you know? And I think through the dawn of time, there's certain habitual traits and things that have just occurred through time because we're habitual creatures and that's just how it works. We repeat ourselves over and over through the years. And so if you can really be cautious, and I think this goes back to what you were saying earlier, when you observe somebody's art is to really take it in, observe it and, and really um, experience it because that's when you start to see the deeper ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see the trends, yeah. you see the bigger ideas behind things, the intention of it, and you could see it better.
1: You you always try to make uh, these um, allegories with food, yes. and I think um it's so relatable. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I um when I was um like in the last 3 years, like um I, I changed my eating habits as well. Good. Because um, right now I think I would would call myself a flexitarian. So I'm a guy who only tries to eat uh, meat like once a week or twice a week. Like yeah, I really reduced too. it from from uh, like everyday meat. And um, but the, the meat you are buying that's it's not good, and the, the 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 animals are not healthy and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, want to not eat uh, meat, but same. now I, I really it. want to experience it. Right? Yeah. So yeah. so I I pay the double the price, but it's I know it's a hopefully a happy animal you know and uh, it has a lot of room to run around so the muscles are getting uh, nice and and g- 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 good good um, yeah good work a <laughs> good workout for the animal sure so uh, yeah and I think it's the same with art for me uh, I think less is better actually and I'm just really the right picky. amount yeah. I, I'm really picky about what I'm looking at and good. what I'm spending my time with so It's
0: very smart and I think it's a very it's a high level looking at it. I agree. I'm the same way with the meat thing too. I think if we could all change our behavior and our habits to eat meat I think would really help everybody out and I think the only thing is is that You know, everybody's getting yelled at by so many different places, and the vegans are like, "Don't eat meat," and then these, and then there's all these like ironies that are happening because it's like, oh, well, if we don't eat meat, then it's like India—they have a huge problem with like the sulfur gas because cows are just farting every day, and then they have a huge like ozone problem, basically. So maybe we should eat animals, but how about we just not eat all the animals and 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 have a system that is hurting them because that's not cool. And and I think you know, honestly, if you ask the average person. The average person is like, no, I don't want to hurt animals. No, I don't want to, I don't want to eat food. That's bad for me. No, I don't want it. Like, so I think the global consciousness of that is good. And I think if you connect it to, um, the art thing, I think it's the same thing. It's like, would you ask if you asked an artist like, Hey, would you rather consume a thousand images that have no impact on you or 10 that really impact you? What do you think they would say?
1: I yeah, we're go with seconds. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, and everybody <laughs> yeah, listening yeah. is probably saying yeah. the same
0: thing. Yeah. The problem is, is that we're not aware of our habits and the way we we do consume things. And it's very true. And for you to have that kind of perspective is a very it's very good. It's very good because it's like I'm trying to get there too. And I think we're all like a work in progress because that's what life is. And and, yeah. and being aware that we're constantly failing and being okay with that, but at the same time striving for better, I think is the key. You know, so and being aware of your actions because oftentimes you know we're the person that are in the way of our greatness is ourselves you know yeah. so it's really difficult yeah,
1: fa- but yeah fa- fa- failing is actually a big part uh, part of the story yes. <laughs> and and, and we, we made failing part of the story of our game as well because it's a quite hard game and you fall off this track with you, you basically control a marble on a 3d uh, platformer world yeah. and you fall off a lot <laughs> uh, we have this stupid backstory because we wanted to give it um like a like a foundation as well so we came up uh, came up with this idea of the the marble being an entrepreneur and starting off uh onto its journey like uh to create a big company and selling and at the end so that's why we have this ultimate goal of a uh, one billion points you can accumulate over um, over some time, sure. and then once you done it, then you like play it through an endless runner because the game is actually an endless runner, but now it has an end because you can like make it to the billion. Sure. So and yeah, we we try to give the player this this kind of feeling. How is it to fail a lot? And some people they don't they don't, they don't get it actually. Sure. Well, I think I mean, <laughs> it's oftentimes... too hard for them, you know. Sure. But I think for yeah. For every aspiring artist out there, yeah, play our game and then you will uh, be fine with all the failings in the future.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe sometimes people play games just to succeed because they're tired of failing on everything else. It's an escapism thing, you know, which is totally fine as well. That's why certain games are, are designed to be encouraging and keeping you in there. So you are encouraged to to make smaller failures rather than big ones, you know. It's like yeah. looking back at games that I used to play as a kid. It was be like Mario Brothers. You know, I get yeah. so frustrated. I would throw the controller, man. <laughs> I'd get, I'd break controllers. I'd punch stuff, yeah. man. I was, I was a violent player because I would. I, I'm not a really good gamer necessarily in the sense that I am really coordinated to do all those kind of things. Like when I'd play yeah. Tekken or something, I wasn't, I can never remember like up, down, right, left, back, back, ABA, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, never cared
1: about this. either.
0: It's really difficult. You yeah. Know? And I'm not programmed yeah. like that necessarily. I can, yeah. I'm, I'm sure if I really wanted to, I could, it's just not. Yeah. And, and I'm not I'm trying to say that people that do are good at it just are natural. Some people are a little bit faster. I think at picking things up. Um, yeah. but no, it's true to that system. And I think also, it's cool that I think when you make things, you should always be thinking about the metaphors that exist within your subconscious in which you're inferring to the work that you're creating, you know, and being aware of them as you're creating them. So like you're saying like the marble is a, is an, is a, um, an entrepreneur, you know, yeah, and constantly falling. I think it gives life to an inan- inanimate object. And that's what Pixar is brilliant at doing really. You yeah. Know, if you think about it. Yeah. That's like, that's the science of what they do because it's like, I th- remember Bill Burr. You know who Bill Burr is, a comedian? No,
1: no. i oh, oh, write it down. He's, he's great. <laughs> he B- Bill Burr.
0: Yeah, B-I-L-L, first name and last name, B-U-R-R, Bill Burr. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's very brash, but he says some really interesting things. But he was saying, um, what was I going to get on with that with Bill Burr? He was on a rant. He always rants on things. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I forgot what it was, but yeah, he has. A, he's really great. You should listen to him because he's really funny. It'll come back to me when I think about it. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. but no. Using those metaphors, I think is really important because it's it's so good to have something to latch onto because then it doesn't become an in- inanimate object, you know. So
1: for for me, when I look back at my uh, like my body of work, um, and that's why I think I consider myself a designer and not really an artist um, is um, or. No, how do I approach this right? Um, I'm, I was never like really fascinated just by the techni- technology or my drawing abilities, but I always try to get across an idea. Yeah. Uh, so, and I remember when I was back in school, my teacher or uh, the teachers always asked what the artist wanted to tell us, you know? Yeah. And I was uh, really fascinated with this idea. So somebody writes something, or a text or something, and then you have to try dive into the mindset of the guy who wrote actually this this kind of text and to try to understand what uh, lies between the lines. And I, I think this is where really a good art is at. It's not ab- about the visuals or about the technology. Or, I mean, I really appreciate it, and I try to push it as far as I can. But um, to to breathe a soul into a piece of art, you really have to think about what you want to uh or how the, the the recipient has to feel in the end or what do you want to get across
0: yeah and that's art that resonates i think yeah. yeah but it's it's again it's in we're in this time so okay so um and i wish we had your creative partner too on this too maybe we'll have to do another episode where we're all three on here so you, you can sure. you know, chime into that'd be a lot of fun yeah but so I think like we're talking about this in the game and getting it out there and 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 your removal from social media could also be like part of the downfall because it's like, damn, you know, people don't know because they're the reason why is a lot of people that are on the Internet are consumed yeah. with their own habits and their own yeah. habitats, too, because they were self creating the people that are making the programs for this stuff. They're basically like you said, Google's like, OK, they want to keep you in their habitat. So yeah. they're creating habitual systems that keeps you in their ecosystem. And they're feeding you things that you know that you should have. Like when you shop on Amazon, it goes, You might like this. That's really helpful and great, but at the same time, it's kind of um it's it's deceased. It's it's bad because basically it's keeping you from experiencing things that you should maybe try to try different things. Anyways, yeah. your removal from social media could actually could cause a, a harm. So another idea would be like make an account just for the game so you could live vicariously through it. The yeah, problem is we, it'll we, probably create an addiction again.
1: <laughs> yeah, know? we actually did this. Yeah, so, so we created we, a we, game account. Yeah, we 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 um, we have a for our company um, Instagram. Uh, it's called Superb with a Y in the middle, and um, uh, on Instagram. But the funny thing is, um, we took off on a Tumblr, which is pretty old school. Yeah, um, but yeah, Tumblr we, has a big uh, following still. A pretty good solid. Yeah. Um, so we had this intern, um, uh, <laughs> because I knew we have to do something with social media. And, and I, I know about this daily movement. Um, I know the daily movement isn't for me, yeah. but the young kids, they really like it. Um, yeah. so, um, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, you sound inter- young, we though. how old are you? Uh, 35.
0: Yeah. So you're the same age as me. I guess I could say the same yeah. thing. Cause they, I guess we are getting older and especially now, cause it's like the, the spectrum is huge. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. So, um, we tried to find, uh, like, a aspiring motion design artist to uh, fill up our uh, Instagram and uh, Tumblr with uh, dailies. Cool. And that was pretty pretty nice for me as, uh, as well. Or, uh, I think, I hope, uh, yeah, Tobias, I hope you hear this. <laughs> it was re- a nice experience with you. And um, it was really awesome for me as well to uh, be able to uh, guide a young guy on his journey. Yeah. To, to give, like... Um, inspiration to him and, t- and try um, like to notch him into uh, the right direction and what i learned of this actually was um, that it's super important to uh, let loose not to um, like i have an image in my mind what i want to get in the end yeah. and then i t- tell it to uh, um, tobias and then he come uh, comes around with something completely different but then you have to really um, see the quality in this image as well and then to um um to acknowledge that and to say yeah that's awesome it's not what i was thinking of but yeah we can use it as well sure and i think um that's that's a greatness um if you can like step ahead
0: yeah that's a great trait to have as well i think that's great i think the thing is because if you're not willing to take the responsibility to actually make the image in your head you really can't complain if it doesn't look exactly like it right you could work towards it but it's like, that's been my big con- uh, concern because uh, my whole time in my career, I've been constantly having to re- re- relay like, okay, it needs to be like this, it has to be like this, yeah. it has to be like this. And and saying that over and over for eight years, it's like, okay, I should probably try to learn all these things so that I don't have to bug people or tell people what it needs to be, or at least get it closer. So for me, yeah. it's been like the past year and or two has been like really intensive learning about all of these programs so I can understand the language of them so I can actually do the things that are in my head. Because that's yeah. just your taste. You're trying to get your taste out. So it's almost yeah. like learning how to draw and paint and and everything all at the same time yeah. in a dimensional space, which is very hard to do. So, <laughs> but that's really good
1: though, and that's and cool that you have so that. so many crazy possibilities right now with oh, software. It's endless. There are so many endless. softwares out there. Oh, it's endless. And um,
0: amazing softwares
1: too. Crazy yeah. awesome
0: softwares. Not all of them are perfect, and there's a lot of faults in some of them. But there's amazing programs out there. Like 3D yeah. Co. Have you used 3D Co yet?
1: I was playing around with it a little bit. I love it. But so good. I, I, yeah, I never really got into all the sculpting thing. I don't yeah. know why.
0: Well, you have I to really have a passion
1: why. for it. If you don't, then it's like useless yeah. to use it, right? I it's, mean, like, um, uh, I know a lot of 3D artists um, who are uh, like using ZBrush and stuff. Yep. And they always tell me, hey, man, you're drawing really good. Why don't you sculpt? And I say, I don't know. I don't have the real interest. Or perhaps it's, I don't have a project to learn yes. it hundred percent it's always yeah. about projects
0: for me the yeah. way that i work and this is kind of how we design like the learn squared thing is that it's based around projects or you learning through the, the design of a project you know yeah so like if you so you learn through like the project of your game and like you would only yeah. know to go to those deep ends of the learning process by going through the process of making it you know which yeah. is important right i mean without that then you if you don't have that then you're just making like a, a whatever you know uh a daily or a consumption kind yeah. of like a like a you know like a little thing which doesn't really resonate it's like an exercise basically so a daily sketch or whatever which is cool yeah um, which is super
1: cool yeah, yeah. I, which I, is, I wish i could um i have this habit of doing it every day and um decide what i want to do every day because uh, i think that's a it's a pro and a con for me because i'm interested in so many different things yeah yeah, and I really, um, I'm a little bit jealous um, to these people who know, oh, I only want to draw or only want to sculpt. Me too. But, but for me, it's, um, I, I think more about what I want to say to the people and then, yeah, try to learn all the tools and um, to, to, yeah, to, to bring my, my point across. It's not so focused on the actual um, artwork, I think. It's more about the conceptual thing. Yeah. And then bring the conception alive somehow. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. That's so difficult to do. But it, when you do it, it's, it's so super, great.
1: It's super, it's super difficult. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it is brilliant once you can get there, which is awesome. But that's, yeah. I mean, that's that's the point of it, isn't it? You know, it's like the point of this is to get yourself there, is to is to work towards that, and, and to and your life should be made. If you're a true creative, your life should be dedicated to achieving that every day and evolving your decision. But at the same time, that's like, for me, that's always been like, that's the end goal, you know? Yeah. Which is, it's always super difficult. And I love that you're, because I have the same problem. Like when I watched, uh, if you've seen the the documentary, uh, Jiro dreams of sushi,
1: no ah oh, it's
0: so good you have to watch you should it send me a, a link or something yes i'll send you a link because yeah. everybody on the podcast that listens to this often are probably like oh god don't talk about this movie again but i love it <laughs> okay. it's so good yeah. it's yeah. really great i won't talk about it in detail but um just a basic summary is it's about a master sushi chef in japan and his whole life has been dedicated to making sushi and yeah. and um and he just you know it's like everything in life you can dedicate yourself to. Um, but I really appreciate people that are able to have that one discipline where they just stick to that thing. Um, yeah. but you should watch it cause his son gets involved and his son is also really into cars and things and he has other interests and passions, <laughs> but it's a Japanese yeah. culture thing to follow Yeah. In, in the footsteps of your father. But if your father is a, as a master, then you have a high mountain to climb and the the, the mountain is ending, never ending basically. So, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy, but um, I think you might like that because that's a good documentary. And that's cool that Indie Gamer, there's another good um, uh, game documentary that I really loved, but I can't remember. Indie Gamer had the Fez one, right? And there's a second yeah. one. There's a second Indie Gamer, I think, right? I think there's like probably a, yeah. Indie Gamer 2 or something. I can't remember because I remember they went back because Fez was a success and it all worked yeah. out and stuff. But then. And you see these guys, these gamers and these guys that didn't have any money and they had all these tri- trials and tribulations and struggles. And then they get this money and they have all these things. And then they're like, well, what now? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing that's really ca- you have to be careful of because if you do become successful, you have to understand like because everybody thinks that once you become successful, then the the struggle ends. It's like, no, that's yeah. a lie. The struggle yeah. continues at a different rate at a different complexity you know yeah <laughs> maintaining the struggle is what really matters you know like maintaining the the daily desire to get up and work hard and to have a focus and to have a purpose i think is the key which is yeah. difficult like, if you were uh, after yeah oh sorry go ahead after you. Um,
1: said? after after we uh, we um we launched launched the game
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i was really um looking forward for this okay now uh now everything is easy and all the people around around us we were asking are you rich now like <laughs> you guys serious come on yeah <laughs> and then we realized okay we are not rich yet but yes. um then then it's um, it's a little bummer you know but uh, yes. then um then i realized i mean we really make a great game and we learned all this uh, stuff and uh now um I think um with this all all this knowledge uh it's it's um it's time to 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 look for the next step and and um yeah uh, perhaps uh, our our capabilities we um we learned across this germany now you know yeah
0: and i think the thing is is just be perspective clear about like what you want to do right and then how you want to do it and then being clear of like okay well if i want to make this happen then i need to align all these goals and you have to be willing yeah Hey, you know, cause I'm looking at it too, I'm, I'm 35 and I have a goal. Like by the time I hit 40, I have certain things that I need yeah. to look back on my life. I need to go backwards yeah. and go, okay, good. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. look backwards and go, okay, I suck. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or I miss these things. And no, that's not, that's not acceptable for me personally. Yeah, I want to look back and be like, okay, good. The thing that I've realized through the years is that I cannot put my happiness in the, in the appreciation of others, you know, yeah. like, I'll go out and make like my films and then people go this sucks and I go well that hurts and I realize oh I'm not making it for you there's a really good podcast that I highly recommend you checking out it's called Akimbo have you listened to Mm -hmm. Akimbo podcast no not yet so A-K-I-M-B-O
1: yeah it's it's the way you hold guns when you have two guns right I don't know it's called Akimbo yeah I think it's it's
0: like sword thing or something I can't remember like a balance or something it's a podcast by this guy named Seth Godin Um, Mm -hmm. it's really great and he has a, he has an episode about, um, I have it in here. I'm going to look it up so you can see it. Cause you should definitely listen to this one because it's, a uh, um, shun the non-believers is the episode. It's August 22nd. It's called shun the non-believers. You should listen to this.
1: Yeah. Shun the non-believer. Yes.
0: And he basically mm-hmm. says that, not everything's for everybody and this now there's a weird thing that basically happens where everything on the internet people think is made for them custom and if it isn't they have an abrasive reaction to it like oh this yeah. sucks And it's like no yeah. no no it doesn't suck it's just not for you yeah should, should you devote time and energy and put negative towards it no you should simply just acknowledge it that it's not for you and move along because there is something yeah. else for you you know yeah. And it, but anyways, but his thing was his, that podcast was designed for people like us, creators that are making things. Not everything's for everybody and the things that we make, you know, like maybe your game I play and it isn't for me, you know. I'm not yeah. going to say I hate it or talk bad about it. it yeah. is just, but maybe it is for me. Maybe I play it and I go, I was having a rough day and it makes me de-stress and I like it. Yeah. Maybe I enjoy it that way. So, it, But the same thing, it's like, it's like it's like putting your putting your everything and the power of others is really difficult. You know, that's a really tricky thing because now I think a lot of artists and myself included have gotten lost by making things for other people that we just don't know. You yeah. Know, how could you design something for somebody that you don't know you can, but you know yourself well, and the better you know yourself, I find that too. And like, like Tesla, not the company, but the actual like, you know, scientist engineer Tesla and all these people that I've studied, they, they knew themselves very well. So yeah. when they knew themselves, they designed things for themselves, knowing that other people would are like them. Yeah. And then that made their be- their greatest inventions, I think, because they go, well, I like light or I like electricity or I like these things. I like, you know, uh, endless amounts of power. So I would think other people would. And this is like if you study this, you got to think like, OK, well, how did he come to find that? He found that because he put the time in to think about it, and yeah. to know himself well. So but yeah, you should check that out, though. Um,
1: yeah, I, I wrote it down.
0: Yeah, I'll, I can always just send you a link if you can't find it. Um, yeah. I know I have to get going here soon. This has been great. I would love to hear from you any kind of thoughts or advice that you could give to people that are listening to this that w- might want to make their own game, um, might be on the fence to do so, or c- curious or some, some things that you would have, if you could go back two years and tell yourself in a time machine, like, Hey, watch out for these, this, 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 and that, what would you tell the audience?
1: Oh, good question. Um, yeah, it d- depends what you want to uh, achieve with your game. Actually, I think uh, if you want to get rich, then uh, yeah, cater cater the market. Um, but on on the other hand, well, what 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 I was doing uh, to get into this gaming thing is uh, to surround myself with people who uh, have the same mindset. That's why I moved to Hamburg because I knew here's a gaming scene actually, and then I uh, met a lot of people like artists designers and programmers here and then um in this uh, surrounding i was uh, able to um push myself um through, through all this um de- development hell and it's it's great when you have uh, um similar minded people or other teams who are doing the same thing on working on their uh, their own game so don't uh, don't um try or get out out go to meetups meet people um talk to people and uh test your game i think um that's this is super important like to get uh honest feedback
0: yeah constant honest feedback through the process yeah Yeah,
1: i agree we we had a lot of testers and i think perhaps we had the wrong testers because a lot of our testers they they really were uh, addicted to a game so we thought oh we have a really awesome game going on (laughs) yeah and you're (laughs) you're lying
0: to yourself because you're not getting feedback yeah yeah. totally and because you don't want to hear that it's not good and why would you want to hear that you know because you're like oh i'm putting yeah. my all my time and life into yeah. this thing it better be good <laughs> so yeah.
1: um yeah uh, tr- tr- try to tr- uh, do, do a lot of prototypes uh go to game jams i think that's uh, always a, a very fun thing to do so you have like uh, uh 48 hours or 20 uh, 72 hours to create a game mm. um so it's uh like yeah um Checking out new ideas you you usually wouldn't uh, consider in a more um, productive environment stuff yeah. like that yeah that's good that's good yeah. advice those are all things and I wouldn't I, have thought of <laughs> and and um, yeah try try to put some kind of put something of yourself into a game I think then people will really relate to it yeah I agree
0: because that's really important because you really feel the soul of the creator when you're really experiencing something from somebody yeah. Yeah, which is really important. Um, awesome. This has been great. I appreciate it. Where can people find your game and how can they get a hold of you if they were interested or not even a hold of you directly if you don't want to give that out, but how can they keep up with what you're doing and your team and the game?
1: Sure. Um, uh, you can find the, the team at uh, the game at uh, marbloid.com. Okay. We'll have um, links in
0: the, in the show notes too for the episode. Yeah,
1: so if you're listening to this, there will have links to yeah. it. Uh, And then there you will find a link to uh, the App Store, or you just look it up on the App Store. It's called Marbloid. It has this um, LSD kind of looking imagery. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, if you want to follow me, um, I'm on Twitter, and um, I have a um, a Tumblr as well. Uh, Just Google for Andreas Gashka, and then you will find all the links, I guess
0: great send me the links too please so we can put it in the show notes that
1: way we can get it for everybody because
0: sometimes it's easier for people just to grab the link from this site too uh man it's been really great talking to you thank you for reaching out come back on bring your um your partner on here too that'd be good we can go into further discussions on it and uh hopefully this helps get your game out there
1: about all the technical stuff we haven't uh, even touch that i guess
0: exactly it's a bigger conversation for yeah. definitely another full episode to fill in so yeah but all thank right, you well. thank you so much and have a great evening and yeah. um, keep in touch please uh,
1: thank you for the opportunity to come on the show it's uh, always a good uh, listening
0: and that is it there we go it was a short one um we'll have to do another episode with andreas and his partner hope you all enjoyed it uh, you know how it works. Big thank yous to Andreas. If you, please feel free if you if you want to know more about what we're talking about. There's always going to be show notes. Andrew's great at taking these notes and putting them on this on the website. So feel free to check that out. If you have suggestions or notes or questions and all that kind of stuff, you can always reach us at um, through the website. Um, and you can find links to the show notes always for this on the iTunes podcast page and our website and all that kind of fun stuff. So I hope you're all doing well and have an amazing day going out there, getting it, working hard and, you know, making yourself better every day. So go out there, be powerful, be prolific. Peace out, everybody.